This is a CBC Podcast. The Liberal Party is a big part of Saskatchewan's history, but will it be part of the province's future? We've talked about the party's decision to rebrand this week as the Sask Progress Party. For more on whether that will help the party's fortunes and how the three by-election campaigns on now are going, we've reached our panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan, and Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Adam, sup? I mean, SPP, what what reaction have you had to this name change? It's it's, uh, being a lot to uh, catch up with and and keep track of here, uh, Stephanie, with these name changes and and the acronyms. And the Saskatchewan Progress Party, uh, we knew the Liberals were changing their name. We knew there was going to be a relaunch and a rebrand. Interestingly enough, we hear from the Progressive Conservative Party of Saskatchewan. Yes, they're still a registered party, and they're not happy about this, saying uh, it's too close to their name. They want Election Saskatchewan to look into this, to maybe change their mind on on approving this name and uh i think that's unlikely to happen given that uh it's already up on their on the election saskatchewan website there's been a launch and we do see you know already with the saskatchewan united party that's very close to the saskatchewan party and there's uh, uh, not seemingly a, a huge problem by the Saskatchewan party to go and, and attack and change that name. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, you know impact this has, if any. We have to remember that in the last provincial election, the, the Liberals didn't run many candidates and only got less than 1% of the vote across the province. So a lot of work to do to get a lot of attention and, and to get anyone elected uh, over the next few years. Murray, what difference will it make? I don't think it makes any difference. I, I'm glad we're talking about today because it, it, it's historic in the sense that the Liberals were the uh, party that governed this province for uh, 41 years, I believe, in, in in our history. I think only the NDP CCF have governed more. Uh, I'm a little nostalgic uh, for the days I covered Walter Scott and <laughs> and the original administration. But but honestly, in terms of today's political landscape, I don't think it makes any difference. And here's why: there's a voter-rich area in Saskatchewan called the right. And that's why you're seeing the Saskatchewan party move there after merging with uh, uh, the Liberals. Uh, We kind of forget it was the merger of progressive conservatives and Liberals that created what's now a very relatively right-wing party. And there's even more right-wing parties and arguably slightly less right-wing parties on uh, on, uh, the right of the political spectrum in Saskatchewan since the SAS party. We have the Maverick party. We have the Buffalo party. We now have the Saskatchewan United party. Uh, The old progressive uh, conservative party uh, have all uh, has re-emerged. And why are they all there? Well, they're all there because two-thirds to 70% of the voters in this province are conservative. And so I don't get why rebranding yourself is progressive uh, and in in essence competing with the NDP for that so-called progressive vote. And I think that's really what Jeff Walters will be doing uh, is an effective strategy. Now, I hear that he's now making noises about uh, maybe reestablishing more practical uh, middle ground uh, territory. Uh, We'll see. But judging by the people that I see supporting his party uh, to date, they hold little relevance. They're not really uh, movers and shakers in uh, this province. Uh, and, and that's actually somewhat different than even uh, the Saskatchewan United Party. Uh, there's absolutely no reason at this particular point for any of us to uh, uh, take them seriously as a political threat. That said, 
I honestly think there should be as many names on the ballot as possible. I think we should make be making it easier for candidates to run and people to have that choice because that is their choice. That is their right. But I don't think in terms of a political analysis uh, that you can sit back and say, gee, this is going to uh, – to make a difference, uh, they're choosing the wrong side quite literally in terms of where uh, the votes are and uh, uh, in terms of just political practicality. I don't see them moving forward in terms of being an effective force. There will be votes happening in August in three constituencies in our province. And Adam, a former Saskatchewan Party MLA has weighed in on the Sask Party government record in the midst of all this. What can you tell us? Uh, has he ever? Uh, it was the day after the by-election was called uh, an interview with Mark Doherty on the Scoop podcast, the Saskatchewan Politics podcast was uh, put out and released and Mark Doherty uh, was pretty blunt about his assessment of the Saskatchewan party and the government's uh, mantra growth that works for everyone saying, you know, people are struggling. Uh, he was asked, he was, you know, talking to, telling a story about uh, someone asking what he'd done for Coronation Park in his, you know, almost 12 years as an MLA and what the government had done. And, and he said, you know, honestly that he could have come up with an answer of something specific for that area. And that's pretty unprecedented for for, for a, a politician, and especially a Saskatchewan party politician, um, past or present, to come out with that kind of assessment. Uh, I don't recall um, Murray, you know, going back to the Walter Scott days, may have something <laughs> on this, but I don't recall a Saskatchewan party MLA, past or present, saying having that kind of assessment of the party, uh, fairly blunt, obviously, and the timing is fascinating. Murray, what do I you make of it? You actually did uh, condemn uh, the uh, the CCF government when he moved over to yes. So yes, that is uh, is pretty much a precedent since then. So, Murray, sorry, wh- why now? Why is he saying this now? Well, uh, two things. One of the, which is I, I think. Uh, Mark Doherty is a man of integrity, and he. I remember doing an interview with him uh, as he left uh, his, uh, uh, as he uh, put his resignation for Coronation Park, and he said what he'll take with him is that he always uh, never forgot that he was elected by the uh, people of his constituency, and he was answerable to them. The problem for uh, the SAS party government right now, and they've only got six or seven, I can't remember uh, uh, offhand, uh, members who actually served in opposition is their government members. And many of them, far too many of them, think it is their job to take the message to vote, to the voters about how great the retail sales numbers are, how great the manufacturing numbers, whatever the population increase or unemployment numbers that are favorable that day are, and tell voters what a wonderful job they're doing, as opposed to listening to voters and taking that message back to the Premier, back to Cabinet, and saying we have a real problem uh, in this area. I sit back and wonder, is this the turning point for uh, the society? Uh, Saskatchewan party government, where we truly see uh, that rural-urban split reemerge. Obviously, the NDP have to do very well uh, in these uh, urban by-elections to make that point. But I am beginning to see, because of what Mark Doherty says, and the number of people, particularly in urban areas, the number of major organizations like SUMA nodding their head and saying, yeah, we kind of like what Mark Doherty is saying, and I'm glad someone's finally standing up and saying it, that we have a homeless problem in Regina, we have a drug addiction problem in Saskatoon. These are big urban issues elsewhere in the province that need to be addressed, and the SAS party isn't doing that. They're just telling us how great they're doing. Adam, what is the latest when it comes to these by-election campaigns? 
Well, I can tell you that the, what Mark Doherty said is on the tip of the tongue of everyone in the NDP campaign right now. I was out this week with uh, the NDP uh, on the doorsteps short, for a short time and uh, in their offices in the northwest uh, of Regina where they're campaigning their two candidates, Jerry Clark and Nur Berkey. And both of them, when I interviewed them, talked about uh, what Mark Doherty said. That's the message they're taking to people on the doorstep uh, that, and it's become a little bit of a fuel for them. Uh, the the interesting thing that I noticed going out with the Saskatchewan Party candidate Nevin Marquardt for a short time and the NDP candidates is the summer by-election is super fascinating because the people aren't around. People are on holidays. People are at the cottage. We went out in the evening, and I would say once every maybe four or five houses, someone was home in the evening uh, for a candidate to talk to. So I don't know how that's going to impact the vote, the turnouts, whether these messages are getting through, whether people are even paying attention or know that the by-election is on. Devin Markward told me that the biggest battle for him on the doorstep is informing people that, hey, I'm a candidate, but also there's a by-election happening and it's, the vote is coming up in a couple of weeks. So I think that, as we talked about in the past, not happening for for quite some time in Saskatchewan, decades really, where we've seen an August vote, uh, is going to have a big impact on on you know how this race turns out and 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 the, the party's being really organized in, in getting the people on the streets to try and uh, rally that vote as as well as they can and in Lumsden Morris we we haven't talked about that but just seeing how the Saskatchewan United Party tries to bite into the Saskatchewan Party's huge majority there and how they uh, kind of attack this summer uh, by election campaign I think it's it's really interesting Murray what's at stake in these results. Well, uh, a lot at stake for the NDP because if they don't win, if they can't, and and as as Adam knows, uh, uh, if they can't regain North Regina, they're in serious trouble. That this is a prime opportunity for them to do so. Also at stake for the SAS party uh, is how well they can shut down the Saskatchewan United Party and the aforementioned other parties on uh, the, the right wing uh, that have emerged in recent years. If the SAS party, who are, are, are it's, I'm sorry, if the SAS United Party that seem to be running strong and, and at least uh, uh, Lumsden Morris can't register a significant number of voters i think that will be very telling as as well but as i say uh, I'm, I'm very interested in what adam talked about uh whether the issues that are seen to be on the tip of the tongue uh, in terms of the ndp are actually on the tip of the tongue of other people particularly in urban environments where people are saying we have totally different issues that are going on in the city we have uh, a province that's collecting a massive amount of taxes that's adding that's piling up significant surpluses, yet, as Mark Doherty says, nothing seems to be going into these ridings. We're struggling economically and otherwise. It's not coming home. And that's the kind of message that's done in every government that I've ever seen uh, uh, from the past. So I'm really interested to see if this is the by-election where that takes root in a more general election sense or whether this is just a a passing thing and maybe the uh, voters just want to send the government a bit of a message. What plays out from this by-election and what Mark Doherty said could be very significant. Thanks so much, you guys. You're very welcome. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.